0: And welcome to AP Radio, brought to you by the Kansas Lottery, Dream Bigger, Jay Binkley, Pete Sweeney, the only man dirtier than Dirty Dan, <laughs> the editor-in-chief, okay. ArrowheadPride.com. What I'm about, sorry, Pete, I'm all about nicknames tonight, Grim Reaper, Reaper, you never know. What about
1: Lycans? Isn't he? He's the werewolf. He's the werewolf. The dirty werewolf. The dirty werewolf. You're just, uh, just playing dirty, Pete. I'm happy after that heart attack I had on
0: Sunday night that we're still going with Arrowhead Pride Radio. <laughs> it's nice. We would have had to wrap it up anyway. But it's, uh, I, I sit here doing the Arrowhead Pride post game show, and part of the deal is we well, go where the fans want to go. Yeah. And, well, it's going to be a season wrap-up show. We're going to talk about what went right, what went wrong, what are we going to do for the draft, or are we going to have beer, whiskey, and Waffle House and talk <laughs> about the Bengals. I mean, I didn't know which direction we were going, Pete, in what was uh, one of the craziest games uh I've ever seen and you know Peter I'll ask you this question because everybody was asking me this on the post game and Hmm. certainly C dot and stuff When I've sat in with them said is that the best game you've ever seen and I'm always cautious with that like that's the best game we've ever seen against the Broncos or whatever because I still remember Joe Montana yeah it's hard for me I mean it's up there I haven't been able to just encapsulate it yet how good it was because I grew up during a lot of good Chiefs teams and some really bad ones but the Super Bowl, coming back when it looked like they had lost it and they got a ring and a banner, it's hard to top that one.
1: Yeah, that's that's where I've kind of landed. I, I think from a meaning standpoint, it, it always has to be the Super Bowl. We were in Miami, and the Chiefs needed stops as they were coming back in those final six to seven minutes, and that place was rocking. For anyone that made it down to Miami, it was as loud as Arrowhead, if not even maybe louder than it sometimes is. And I I just think there's nothing like with the championship on the line. But if you take the pure football of it, just the pure 60 minutes of back and forth, and you kind of take away what each one was on the line. I mean, the Chiefs had six or seven minutes to go and and try to come back against the 49ers. This was 13 seconds. It's been talked about. It's been said. It's probably the most famous two words right now (laughs) in Kansas City is 13 seconds. But – Um, it's just so it was so improbable and I know I felt this as the editor-in-chief Barrett pride and think you're one of the biggest Chiefs guys that I know you were feeling this too I'd bet right this season was over I was thinking well you know what look no game next week this is gonna be really weird having to watch Championship Sunday without the Chiefs involved I mean they had no business winning the game and then they go and do it and I I think it was a nice reminder to the rest of the country about Patrick Mahomes because I I don't think that it was extreme disrespect, but I just think having Josh Allen and and you had some people earlier this year picking Justin Herbert over Mahomes. You had some people earlier this year being like, you know, Josh Allen's better, and it, it's just like, where did this come from? If you look at the numbers, Patrick Mahomes has better numbers. So I I just think it served as a nice reminder of exactly who Mahomes is and that's the best player in the league and he's not going anywhere for a long time
0: yeah I couldn't believe that that was talking a lot last week and just you know the naysayers out there you want you know good morning football and on NFL network before the game it was all bills man yeah it was like make the prediction bills and it was so much so I was like Did we forget how they played the week before the Patriots game when he had 53% completion against the Jets or only had a three-point lead against them with eight minutes left in the fourth quarter or the week before when Josh Allen threw three interceptions and actually eclipsed Mahomes in the amount of interceptions this year? 43% accuracy. Did we forget about that or losing to the Jags? And Orlovsky was on. And sometimes I like his takes, sometimes I don't. But, uh, you know, I respect him. And he's a former player and all that. And I like to hear the intricacies of football. Yeah. But he was talking to Pat McAfee and said, the Bills play an A game and the Chiefs play an A game. The Bills win. And that's where I kind of stood back and said, okay, the game's at Arrowhead. And if the Chiefs play their A game, which we can argue they didn't play their A game defensively, nor did the Buffalo Bills, to be quite honest with you. But in that scenario, Chiefs would beat the Bills. Bottom yeah. Line. <clears throat> yeah, and
1: I, I, I think it kind of played out that way in the end. I mean, it just was – that thirteen second thing was just miraculous, though. It's it's just it's just even hard to fathom days later. I mean, that's that's kind of kind of where I'm at with it. And you know what I'd say is I, I thought Josh Allen played unbelievable. I mean, it, it it wasn't a quarterback thing. This was some of the worst defense that we've seen from two teams in a big game in a really long time. And they were going blow for blow, and Patrick Mahomes just happened to have the ball last because once again the defense gave up a an egregious. Um, enough amount of yards to get Harrison Butker into field goal range and send this thing to a coin toss.
0: Well, Pete, before we move on to the Cincinnati Bengals, on the Cincinnati, there was this.
2: Yeah, when it's grim, be the grim reaper
0: and go get it. When it's grim, be the grim reaper. The best quote I've heard from Andy Reid, it basically went down like this. Here's Patrick Mahomes on how they got down the field so fast in 13 seconds.
3: I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't hard to keep him focused, we believe. <clears throat> I think that's the biggest thing on this team is we believe, no matter what, offense, defense, especially, that we can do the job in order to, to win the football game. Um, the first play, we hit tra- Travis – I mean, hit Tyreek, and he got up as much as he can got down. And then at the play to Travis, I mean, it, it was kind of a thing where it, he wasn't necessarily supposed to do that, but after the timeout, we got to look at what the defense was doing and he actually said it to me. He's like, hey, if they do it again, I'm going to take, take it right down the middle between both the guys guarding me. And um, he, he, uh, he went up the field, gave him the ball, and he got in the field goal range.
0: This is chemistry. I know NFL Network already has a story on it, but here's, the, uh, here's what really happened here with Travis Kelsey.
3: Um, it's, a, it's a pretty
0: common defense in a, in a situation like that. The defense will try and take away the, the sideline throws, kind of give you more of the seams and, uh, and the middle of the field open. Um, that and they're soft and off, so you can get a head start. Um, and I just told him right before they called a timeout, uh, right before we uh, we went out there and ran that play. Um, and I told him I'm probably not going to run the the route that uh, that it's called. I'm just going to run to the open area. And uh, probably midway through his cadence, he was screaming at me at the line of scrimmage, "Do it, like,
3: <laughs> do it, do it!" And I was just like, "All right, here we go, hey, boys."
0: Hey, we have audio of that this whole chemistry thing. I knew you were a big part of the press conference today, Pete. And that, to, to me, was, I think, the favor, my favorite drive of the Chiefs with Reed Mahomes because of this. And I had the audio you know where he would talk to Kelsey and said hey, you go inside, I'll kind of shield you, that kind of thing. But that's the chemistry thing you can't buy and you can't coach. What happened there between – they turned football into backyard football is what they did. On Thanksgiving Day, they went out with the aunts and uncles and cousins and drew a play in the dirt and ran it. In a divisional playoff game.
1: By the way, Mahomes and Kelsey just played back-to-back Pete questions. and hear my voice, but I, uh, I appreciate that. So no, oh, I got
0: plenty of Pete questions. No, no, I'm
1: just kidding. So no, I I was so fascinated by that play, I had to ask after the game, and and I asked Mahomes about the sequence. And when he said the thing about Kelsey, that really perked my my ears, and I was thrilled that Chiefs PR gave us Kelsey because if you guys have really been following along, we only get four or five players. There's no locker room right now. You understand it's COVID. We're hoping it goes back to normal next year, yada, yada. But they gave us Kelsey, and I was able to follow up. And it almost was like they didn't make it into that big of a deal. When I said said to Kelsey, I was like, well, what did you just kind of see? And he just was like, well, they were playing soft, and you could kind of see where he fakes to the left and darts to the right. And it is that mind meld between Mahomes and Kelsey that we have seen so many times. And the only reason they're still alive today, playing in this game next Sunday, is because they've built that, I think, off the field and on the field as they go here. And I, I was so impressed um, by that play. And had not all of that not existed, they're done right now. I mean, that's the reality, unfortunately. But unfortunately for Buffalo, and you've seen how devastated that fan base is. Oh, okay.
0: God. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it.
1: Mahomes to Kelsey does exist, and and that play makes them a case to be right there with Rodgers and Devontae, who will be watching this weekend from home. Right, you know Tom Brady and and Gronk, same deal. Herbert. This is the best combo. This is the best combo in the league for that reason, where they can ad lib and and
0: they they're so in sync. M- Week Martindale is fired defensive coordinator of the Ravens this year, despite having the number one run defense had said that about Patrick Mahomes earlier. He said it last yeah. year, too. He takes everything, makes it a backyard game. He goes, there's two plays. The plays they call and the play they run. And it goes down. You asked Andy Reid this question on Monday, and I give you credit for it because you used Thanks. a term <laughs> that I think you were maybe having some interpretation about saying. Competitive prick. You said, hey, Eric, the enemy has called him that in the past. And I just wonder if you're going that way with Andy, like what how he would play with that question. But your question was about, that competitive nature. It's not like the Jordan, the Jordan documentary. I took that personally. Here was your question to Andy.
1: Coach, Eric Bianami is called uh, Patrick uh, a competitive prick before your your grim reaper <laughs> comment from last night has kind of made the rounds here. What do you think game. that Mahomes draws just that ultra competitiveness? Is it just simply a desire to to be great or, or is it deeper than maybe something that you see that we don't see?
2: Yeah, well I mean he's a nice guy, right? We all know that. He's a good kid. You guys deal with him all the time. Uh but down in there he he's gritty and, and uh he wants to he wants to get after you every opportunity he has. And most of all he wants to make he wants to be great and he wants people around him to be great and he has the ability at that position to do that. And and he's not you know he, he's not afraid to be coached he's not afraid to study hard he's not afraid to work out hard you know go the extra mile with diet strength training all those things um flexibility he, he goes and tries to do it the best he possibly can and as a result you get what you got there and what we've seen we've we've been spoiled with this now for the last few years uh, he, he's a pretty spectacular player and um you know we're lucky to have him right here in Kansas City, and so I, uh, you know, and to have that grit, I, I think that tells you a little bit about him. But that's uh, <clears throat> that's something special.
0: I love the It's the mental processing of the game. I know his strength and conditioning guy was on. He got up to 21 mm-hmm. miles an hour at a point on that field. It's unbelievable. But just the mental makeup, what he's processing at 26 years old. Love the question.
1: Yeah. No. I. I just. You think about Patrick Mahomes and, and yeah, there have been some tough games in the regular season that the Chiefs have lost. I mean, we didn't expect him to go undefeated for his entire career. But you just talk about his his playoff performances, you know, and we we sometimes discuss the the late great Therese Paler and those over my dead body, I mean, games. He has an over my dead body playoff mentality, right? Like you think about the two losses. The Chiefs fought their way back against the New England Patriots, and then they got the coin tossed, which just happened in their favor to them, and Patrick Mahomes never touched the football. And then you had a Super Bowl in which you were down to essentially no offensive line, no offense to those guys. It was horrible. Mahomes is trying to make these plays. I I don't know in that game in 55 if we talk about some of the early drops and miscues enough of the receivers just not being in the right spot. You had Mahomes laying out and running all over the place and threw the ball and it hit one of the receivers in the helmet. There was no one playing at their heart out with that refuse to lose type of mentality other than Pat in that game. I think we know. We don't have to necessarily revisit. But you think about those losses and that mentality was there when they got the ball with 13 seconds left. And I think you saw that. There was no panic. There was trust. He has enough trust in Kelsey. He's developed that for to allow Kelsey to go to Hill and say, no, you're going to run this route, to go back to Pat and say, no, I'm going to run where it's open. You're just going to throw it to me. And Mahomes has developed that trust. And I think it just goes into the competitive nature of it. And and he is just such a hard quarterback to beat in the postseason. And I think that's where you heard. And, And the key part to that for me, Jay, and I'll end here is, not only does he want to be great, he wants others to to be great, and that's why they buy in like
0: they have. Yeah, and speaking of 13, the Oesha Children's Hospital under Josh Allen's name is yeah. a foundation there. Uh, Chiefs fans have been donating $13. Uh, the latest total today coming up from the Oesha Children's Hospital, it's at OCH Buffalo on Twitter, up to $255,000.17. Obviously the 17 cents for Josh Allen, because another group in Buffalo said, hey, we're going to match some of this. They gave him a check for $13,000 because of 13 seconds. And they're like, you know what? We'll change it to $13,017 just to include Josh Allen. But it's up to two hundred fifty-five dollars They raised four fifty-five dollars Bill's Mafia for Andy Dalton. So I think Chiefs are going to pass this total. We'll talk about the Cincinnati Bengals coming up. By the way, yes, Joe Burrow has the, the chance to be the first quarterback in history. To make it to the Super Bowl, being the first overall pick within the first two years, that's something to chew on there. But coming up next, Ron Kopp, lead analyst, ArrowheadPride.com.
3: You're listening to Arrowhead Pride Radio with Pete Sweeney and Jay Binkley. Brought to you by the Kansas Lottery. Dream
1: bigger on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. 610 Sports Radio.
0: And welcome back to AP Radio, brought to you by the Kansas Lottery. Dream Bigger, Jay Binkley, and Pete Sweeney, the in chief ArrowheadPride.com. That's got some fantastic stuff about this game now, as well as they will the entire week. And joining us now, the lead analyst and our friend, Ron Kopp. Ron, what's your favorite uh, term for the Chiefs? 13 seconds, the Grim Reaper, do we have time to run Wasp, Ferrari Right. Or are you going old school like sixty five toss power trap? You'd
4: want me to go sixty five. I do. I really would, do. Uh, <laughs> I really do. Dude, I love the Grim Reaper comment. That was just I. I, I can't believe Mahomes or Andy hasn't pulled that out yet. And I know. I guess I know why he pulled it out. I think the question even said the word "Grim" in it. So I
1: think was it
2: your question, Pete?
1: That one wasn't. It was uh, Adam Teicher I asked thought Pete got when it things out are it. when things are grim. I, it, it's it's the it's the best. I'm just happy that it happened.
4: Yeah, no, it was an it's a that's an amazing nickname for him. I, I didn't literally like ever Showtime. I don't think Showtime's a, a great one. So uh, I like this Grim Reaper.
0: You know, there's a few quarterbacks in that class though. The Grim Reaper type class, like Brady. He put Rodgers, and I'm not a good weekend for him. But there's very few that you leave him a few seconds at the end of a game, and you don't celebrate like you wait. Like I know Allen was celebrating all that. Yeah, I know the Niners did it in the Super Bowl which is always funny to me, seeing all these, these celebrations, only to have heartbreak. But Elway did this to me when I grew up. Manning did it to me as an adult. And even Phillip Rivers at the time did this to me as well. But having that Grim Reaper, Ron, you can't do anything about it. Don't celebrate your touchdowns too quick. Clock management so they don't have time.
4: Man, the whole thing about how amazing that game was, we all talk about the 13 seconds, we all talk about just that whole fourth quarter sequence, but just the overall game, it might have been Patrick Mahomes' the best of the season, and and I do I don't think that's just happened by cert, uh, by coincidence. I guess right? that didn't just, didn't just happen. That's that's Mahomes knowing when it's time, when he really needs to turn on, when he needs to be at his best. It happens, man. I think the first drive is a great example. You know, the Chiefs' offense really wasn't opening up. or there wasn't plays opening up. I guess in that, on that first drive, it was all Mahomes really making stuff happen with his legs. He had three scrambles that went for at least seven yards. Obviously that one went for like 30 yards. And then he also had that third down conversion to start the game where he had to escape pressure. He made a few guys miss and he flips it under or not underhand, but just kind of flips it to Jarek McKinnon to get the first down. So it just kind of shows you that. And then
0: then that sidearm pass to Tyree kill where he was completely Dan Quisenberry submarine.
4: (laughs) Yeah. He he went back to his baseball days for that one. Um, It just, it just shows you that I, I, I think Mahomes really was just doing whatever it took, whether he needs to be a runner on that first drive or whether he need to make throws of pressure in his face where we saw, you mentioned that one, Jay, but also the Byron Pringle touchdown. I mean, he's, he's basically jumping back while a guy's hitting him and throwing it right on the money to Pringle. And then obviously being as clutch as he was towards the end of the game, it was just the whole package for Mahomes. And, and Pete said it best right before uh, you guys had me on that. It was just a nice reminder that this guy really is the best there is. And, and there honestly isn't a competition. Even though Josh Allen had a great game, I just don't think you can you can put anybody over him. Just, there's just no question at this point.
1: Talking with Ron Copper, lead analyst at ArrowheadPride.com. Ron, you've been doing reviews on Patrick Mahomes all year. So you kind of saw some of the struggles early on with the two high looks, are we safe to say that he, if you want to say that he was broken, is now completely fixed and has gotten through all of those struggles and and has kind of found his way out of it and and is really looking like that quarterback we always knew he was?
4: Yeah, it was a huge storyline this year for a reason, because he wasn't good against it for for that middle stretch of the season. It really was a, a tough stretch, but... I was even saying it during it, and I think we all kind of understood it, but it's still a talking point. But this has happened in Mahomes' career, almost almost every season of Mahomes' career, where there is just a little stretch, even if it doesn't result in losses, even if he doesn't look terrible during it, where he's just not, he just doesn't all of a sudden look comfortable operating from the pocket. He, he leaves stuff too early. He doesn't play within the rhythm of the offense. He really just tries to do it on his own and, and kind of just say, screw it, I can do this, I'm Patrick Mahomes. And that works. And it has worked at times this year even. But um, I, just think, I just think it's what Mahomes – I think he just has this way of just naturally finding himself again, telling himself, getting himself disciplined again when it matters most. You, you notice that none of that, those rough stretches happen when it matters most. It's always been – always in the playoffs, he's always doing his best. He's always, you know, on money. And, yeah, I, I think this cover two stuff. It was always a little overblown, although he was bad against it. But you're seeing that as long as he's being disciplined in the pocket – as long as he's playing within the offense, trusting Andy's offense, I mean, yeah, he has the talent to where he, he can he can play within the offense to play out of it. And together, all that combined, you see what happened Sunday where he just looks completely unstoppable.
0: There's some fantastic pieces over at ArrowheadPride.com, a couple by Pete, John Dixon, Talon Graf, and you, Patrick Mahomes, took what he wanted against the Bills. Ron, your piece you put out there. And turning our attention to the Cincinnati Bengals, the Chiefs had three leads in that game. Of fourteen points, fourteen nothing, twenty-one seven, twenty-eight to fourteen, just not able to hold on to it. Jamar Chase, huge thorn in the ass in this game, two hundred sixty-six yards. What can they do to combat him?
4: Yeah, Spags just needs to understand that this Joe Burrow is, is more than just a, a second-year quarterback, and he he praised him leading up to that Bengals game, and still kind of treated him like a younger quarterback in terms of just. Sending those cover zero blitzes at times and, and leaving guys one on one, where that's what Burrow wants to do. Burrow wants those throws. You're playing into what he wants to do. What he doesn't want to do is have to pick and choose what what throwing windows to find and, and zone coverage and and you know and just trying to be more tight window and, and trying to hammer it in there. He wants to just let it fly and get and give his receivers chances to to make plays. So I just think Spags needs to just just kind of trust his pass rush to, to make plays a little more. You saw the Titans pass rush, I and mean, golly, he had nine sacks and somehow lost that game. I think the Chiefs have a, a more talented pass rush than even Tennessee does, even though they've been playing well. So, yeah, I think, I think what Sags needs to do is just, just trust the safeties to, to, you know, be back there, you know, just kind of play over the top, you know. Don't trust your corners as much, even though it is good to trust them, you know, it gives them confidence. But I just really think you need to put a lot of the onus on the pass rush. Don't blitz too much. And make Burrow beat you by being, you know, by not making big plays, but by kind of being patient, just like we talked about how, you know, Mahomes had to be this year. Just just make him nickel and dime the entire way down instead of the big plays.
1: Ron, I want to keep it with defense. We have the injury report up at arrowheadpride.com. And the first practice of the week, you ever shot Fenton as a full participant? Tyron Matthew was the only player that did not practice. He's still in the concussion protocol, but all indications kind of seem like he's going to be good to go. You haven't seen this if you're just listening to us on the air or on a podcast, but he has tweeted out a photo of himself with a rocket, which I guess means he's about to to go off. So I thought it,
0: that was dynamite. Was the it rocket?
1: rocket? Probably dynamite. I'm glad you interrupted me for that, Jay. Um, well, I'm just saying, Pete. Let's no, be accurate. You're right. Your you're right. Spirit. I'm sorry. We you're are reading
0: into emojis too much. We strive to be
1: accurate uh, on this show. It is clearly dynamite, which means he's about to explode. So assuming Tyron Matthew and Rashad Fenton are – Back this week, what does that do for the confidence of this defense?
4: It absolutely helps. I mean, there's not—it's not a coincidence that all of Gabriel Davis's touchdowns were in the middle of the field. Um, it's because the safety help was just not as good yeah. as it usually is when Matthew's on the field. And I—and I'll get back on Matthew, but I think Fenton's a huge part of it too. Because, yeah, agreed, agreed. Man, man, Mike Hughes. I mean, I—I I think he's made plays for this team, but. I think you saw that, that this defense kind of – or maybe the staff kind of turned on him a little bit from this game because I, I think those, those plays where Davis you know gets him on his butt because of the route, and I think that really scarred the staff. You kind of saw DeAndre Baker get in there. I know Travarius Ward got hurt, but I, it, it did seem like – it does seem like Hughes just doesn't have the confidence of the, the coaching staff as much as a guy like Fenton, and Fenton has earned it this year. He's been, he's been great. So I think it's a huge upgrade. When you're in those nickels, you have that third cornerback, you feel a lot better about than Hughes. But, yeah, is the biggest point, and, and he would have made such a difference in the game, in my opinion. Even the game-winning touchdown, you see it. Um, you know, Armani Watts, you know, he just doesn't get a lot of defensive reps, so he's going to play his role, but he's not going to play extracurricular, I guess. And, and I think Mahal, or Matthew does, where he might be playing his role, but he's also understanding what could, what could happen, and he might go outside of his role to make that play. Right. And that might have happened a few times on those middle-of-the-field passes where Matthew might have been able to cut some of those off. But Armani um, Watts just wasn't, and you can't really blame him. But, yeah, it, it's going to be a huge difference with Matthew back in the game. It was def- it's definitely gone
0: to. Great stuff, Ron Kopp, lead analyst, arrowheadpride.com. Ronald, a uh, little chief special to the two on Saturday. Ron Ooh. will be talking a lot of Chiefs and Bengals with me then. So keep up the good work, Ron. We'll talk to you soon.
4: Appreciate you, Jay. Appreciate
0: you, Pete. All right. There you go, Ron Cop right there. I love this tweet you put out earlier, Pete. I actually retweeted this one. Oh, nice. And I don't often do that, but sometimes I do it. Well, with when you job. like the
1: emoji, that's when you. Yeah.
0: Well, you need to know what the difference between dynamite and a rocket is. But <laughs> you said Patrick Mahomes faced two high safety shells on 92% of plays against Buffalo. Yeah. Second highest rate of career. You remember what the first was? I don't. Okay. Thus, Mahomes didn't attempt a deep pass for the first time in his career. Pretty interesting uh, tweet you had there, Pete.
1: Basically means he he's, and he's
0: still three for three seventy eight. Come
1: out of it on the other side. Kudos to, to him for for being able to figure this out. I I had kind of said this during the year. It just seemed like he had to figure out something that typically would be figured out in an off season, and he had to do it in front of the world. And while that was going on, the Chiefs went three and four, and it it they were written off because everyone kind of felt like. They weren't going to get back to it. And then and lo and behold, here they are. We're
0: well, stone for 7282 yeah. yards, eight touchdowns, 30 yards rushing, and a touchdown of the postseason so far. We're two games into it. That's Pete Sweeney at and Chief Earhood Pride.com. We come back. I want to talk about the magic of Andy Reid. And don't forget to your ask Pete questions. Jay Southland Toast Service text line, 913-576-7610. We'll get to them in the last segment of the show. But coming up next, Andy Reed.
3: Listening to Arrowhead Pride Radio with Pete Sweeney and Jay Binkley, brought to you by the Kansas
1: Lottery. Dream bigger on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, six ten Sports Radio.
2: And when it's grim, be the grim reaper and go get it.
0: So we do, Pete. Little Blue Astra, cool. Be the Grim Reaper, but uh, I want to talk about Andy Reid, the guy that we heard talk there for just a second, Pete. Yeah, because I, I know we talk about the players a lot, and we, you know, we talk about the games a lot, but I think he deserves a little bit of shine himself. Shine him up. Yeah, let's shine him. Third all time in postseason wins. Now he, uh, he had passed Joe Gibbs uh, the last game. He's now two ahead of Joe Gibbs. He's tied third all time with Don Shula. Again, when the hell's a Steakhouse coming out with Andy Reid? Because that's what happens if you're Don Shula. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's one behind Tom Landry. Would it
1: be a Steakhouse for sure?
0: At, and cheeseburger, a cheeseburger house. Yeah, it has to be. Andy Reid tells it makes them for the fans, the people, and chocolate cake is the dessert. It, it'd go one on one with the Lock Shop. Yeah,
1: your favorite, your favorite other place.
0: So he's he's third all time, tied to Don Shula. One more win, he ties Tom Landry. Two more wins, he passes Tom Landry and then sits in his own stratosphere with Belichick, who's got 31 in and Andy Reid. So conceivably it could happen this year or next year. It's going to happen where when Andy Reid does retire, he will be one and two with Bill Belichick in the postseason. We know he's fifth all-time in wins postseason and regular seasons. He's He he's has four straight division title games at home, Yeah, which has never been done. But if you just want to say home or road division titles, he had Four in Philadelphia. Like, he's on the list for the Chiefs and with Philly. He's the only coach to have done this, of course, with two teams. And not many coaches have done that. But it's insane to me. Uh, Belichick went to eight straight. Madden went to five straight. Landry went to four straight. Levy, Reed, and Reed, because Reed did it with two teams. But that's an exclusive list as well. What he's doing, um, I think, goes unnoticed at times because we suspect it with him. But the things he's doing with this franchise... He turned this franchise into the model organization right. the National Football League, and he did it quickly. Well, that's what what Clark Hunt wanted when
1: they were making the change from that Peoli area. You know, he just he wanted something, and at the time, it was the Pittsburgh Steelers. In his mind, he was trying to get to be some type of franchise like Pittsburgh, where a perennial winner, always consistent, a lot of other teams in the league look toward them. And I think now you can make a case that the Chiefs have for sure gone past the Steelers and are looked at as let's do that you see other franchises and finally you're starting to see other franchises pluck from the Chiefs just happened today or yesterday for the first time where Ryan Poles goes and and becomes the Chicago Bears GM because guess what Chicago's doing they're looking at Kansas City again but now in the front office but they're looking at Kansas City and saying we want that Wonder how, want,
0: wonder how the fan base likes that in Chicago. Like it's the second time they went coach now GM. I think they're from pretty the Chiefs tree. Are they, are they okay with that? Because Poles is good. I mean, yeah, that guy knows the stuff. I think you got
1: to separate GM from coach because there's such different roles. It starts with Ryan Poles now, who I think has this whole mentality that came from Beach and Dorsey. And don't forget, he's been there for 13 years. So I think the key for Poles, too that is not as talked about is he saw what. Not to do, in a sense, in that Peoli part of it, he's like, okay, this is this is not working. Learn from Dorsey. Learn from Beach has his own mentality about it. and and I think eventually you start seeing coaches taken from Kansas City. Maybe it's not in head coach roles. Maybe it's coordinator first, like a Kafka if the enemy ends up blanking here, which who knows? we'll We'll see what happens with that. But and I think at a certain point, People are going to start picking
0: Kansas City apart finally, and and I think for good reason. We've seen the beginning of Matt House was the first guy. He's still here. Right. His linebacker scoots, but he already took that job as LSU defensive coordinator. He was the first guy Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. So he was the not, first it's not one. that anymore, right? It's, yeah.
1: hello, everybody.
0: But because the polls and <laughs> the new rules, the Chiefs, get two compensatory, Kelly, by the, way. the Chiefs get two compensatory picks the next two years. Yeah. And if the enemy's hired, that's three picks for the next three years. Yeah, which they might get rated. We look at it, Buffalo; they're going to the same thing as Chiefs. Joe Shane left as assistant GM; he's down the GM of the Giants. Right. Brian Daybull's probably going to be taking a job. It looks like he's the hot one now for Miami to get that job. We'll see because he's the he was the answer key for Josh Allen. He's the one that you know made him better. But I think this is the year you're starting to see some of these teams like the Bills and the Chiefs rated. Except Chiefs have been the two straight Super Bowls; the Bills have not.
1: Yeah, and you know, I think different franchises are just trying to clean it up, right? Like they're, they're going to these franchises that have had some success instead of the owner being like, you know, I think I, I want that guy. No, why don't you just go to these teams who have proven success over the last five years? And so you're seeing that, and, and you're seeing them lean into that, and I, I think that's a good thing in the NFL. You never want to see your team and the coaches and the staff picked apart, but that also means you're kicking
0: ass, you're winning playoff games, you're winning championships, and I think you're finally seeing that in Kansas City. No, you really are. Pete, uh, you did have a chance to talk to a few of the players today as well. One of them was Orlando Brown. And you just kind of asked him about the emotions of being in this title yeah. game. What's it mean to him?
1: Hey, Orlando, so much <clears throat> of your story, and we've talked about it before, but is just playing left tackle, and that's part of the reason that that you're here with the Ravens. You were the, the divisional round twice. This will be your, your first AFC title game at home. I know it's football once the game starts, but what do you anticipate uh, the emotions will be like for you as, as you get ready to play this game?
0: Uh, definitely crazy, man. Uh, you know it's a very important game, as you said, man. It's the AFC Championship, and um, you know it's it's super special to be in this position. Uh, you know I definitely, you know I, I, I'm not taking it for granted at, at all. And uh, you know, man, I'm all going to be all over the place, but uh, I'm super excited to really get out there. Super excited to get out there. And you know this is the thing. This this brings us all back full circle to the offseason when I, I, I was on with a station in Cincinnati today, and obviously. The NFC North was very kind. You know, I was like, you know, we get Orlando Brown. How did that happen? The Chiefs needed that. Yeah. And then the Chiefs get Melvin Ingram from the Steelers. That's a piece they needed. Gifts. And teams in the AFC that needed to get over the Chiefs, because I, I talked to Rocky Boyman. He was the host. He's been a defensive guy. He's got a Super Bowl ring. I was just gonna was like, isn't this kind of weird that they would trade the team like Belichick? If he had he called the Chiefs for Eric Fisher back back in the day, a couple years ago. The Chiefs would have been like, this is windy, sir, uh, and they hung up and not giving Billichick what he wants. <laughs> yeah, But they gave Andy Reid what he wants. I know. It makes no sense as you look
1: back now. Is it the
0: respect factor from Tomlin and Harbaugh? They're like, okay, Andy, here you go.
1: Maybe. Maybe. Maybe it's just taking what what you can get. I, I think the Steelers looked at that deal and, and knew that Ingram wasn't going to be motivated to play there and said, well, let's get a six-rounder from somewhere because I, I remember that the Chiefs had offered that. Initially, I, I believe it was a a report from a DD from NFL Network. She had said that the Chiefs had offered it, and Pittsburgh didn't want to trade him to Kansas City. But I don't think there are any more offers. So they're like, well, we want to get something. We're not just going to waive re- or release this guy. And then uh, when it comes to Orlando Brown, uh, at the beginning of the season, I think there was a little bit of worry. Like, did Baltimore maybe know something? Kansas City didn't, and he's really settled in. I. I I think he had one of his better games. We, have, we actually have a review up at ArrowheadPride.com. One of my guys goes through it, and they kind of went through some plays and, and just how he's kind of adjusted the offense. And, and in that interview with Brown today, he basically admitted, okay, like I might have looked good, but I'm still working on this. He's still getting used to, to Kansas City from Baltimore, and, and that's what you want. You want
0: these guys to know that they're imperfect and continue to plug away. You know what, Jonas Schaefer is the guy I on. He's the uh, beat writer uh, for the Baltimore Sun. -hmm. During that whole before Orlando Brown was here, yeah, and we were just talking about different things within the NFL, and I just thrown that out there at the end. I like Orlando Brown. We both kind of giggled about it. This is like on a Friday night. We think it would happen, and then it did because he didn't think it was going to happen either. Then I had him back on Sunday. Then all right, it happened. I think looking back at that, they they
1: probably regret it only because Ronnie Stanley ended up getting hurt again. They could have really used it. like their
0: whole team, yeah.
1: So a crazy move, but they, they wanted to give the kid a, a chance to play left tackle, and he's been happy here, and he's playing it at a high level, and, and we'll see what that means for either the franchise tag or, or a contract coming
0: up here, and, and it's going to be well-deserved. Good stuff. This is Arrowhead Pride Radio, brought to you by the Kansas Lottery. Coming up next, Ask Pete. Some Pete questions, plus we'll look ahead once again the Cincinnati Bengals next.
3: You're listening to Arrowhead Pride Radio with Pete Sweeney and Jay Binkley. Brought to you by the Kansas Lottery. Dream bigger
1: on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. 610 Sports Radio. You probably wouldn't leave thousands of dollars on the table at a diner. Why leave thousands on the table with your tax return? Jackson Hewitt will help make sure you don't. This year, there are thousands of dollars worth of new tax credits. Your Jackson Hewitt Tax Pro will help you track down every last one so you get your biggest refund guaranteed. Don't leave thousands on the table this year. Discover thousands of dollars in tax credits instead. Learn more at jacksonhewitt.com.
0: And welcome back to Arrowhead Pride Radio, brought to you by the Kansas Lottery. Dream Bigger, Jay Binkley, Pete Sweeney. Hello. We'll do the uh, Ask Pete questions here in just a second, but I did find this interesting. When Mahomes was talking about the touchdown pass, the to Pringle, and really, you know, I'm talking a lot about you know different trick plays, set up other plays, it's going to show up at some point, just like Rose Bowl right will show up again. Here was that touchdown, the to Pringle. Oh, by the way, Mister Touchdown, the to postseason with three.
3: Yeah, it was actually uh, off the play we ran in Carolina a couple years back, where we, uh, where I kind of I motioned and caught the ball and then kind of spun back around and make the throw to D Um uh, And so we definitely the, the read was kind of Tyreek to to Pringle and. They kind of gave us a zero look, so I knew I wasn't going to have a lot of time. So I was just trying to race back and give my guy a chance to make a play, and uh, Pringle went up there and made a tough catch between two, two defenders.
0: Which leads me into this peak question to Pringle about that play. Aaron, one of the special things about
1: Pat is his ability to extend plays into like second and third play, especially in the red zone. How, how aware uh, do you have to be, okay, the play's not over, and how much do you actually enjoy those type of moments where, okay, the route's over, but I can go anywhere and get open here?
2: Oh yeah, it's a, a scramble
0: drill that I've been doing since high school. So wherever he go at, I just try to go get in his view and uh, hopefully he find me. And he been connecting with me uh, pretty much this season. So I just keep working, you know, just find the open zone and uh, just be prepared to catch the ball. Cause you, you know, he'll hit you with a no look sometimes. So just be prepared. Oh, he's gonna be wetty, maybe head makes, on a swivel because the baby's gonna do a no look to me.
1: Makes me think I could have been a receiver, just go to the open space, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. but but so much I got small hands. You got to think about the pressure yeah. on those receivers, too, because <laughs> no, you don't want to drop a Patrick Rose Holmes <laughs> no, pass. No. And then and he throws bullets, and he sometimes. goes, he goes. Forget I gotta be ready, it. I gotta be ready for a no look. It's like you don't, a, you don't rest when he's not looking your direction. Broken hands, I have broken hands, yeah, broken. It could he find can, your his, his want to be able to type. Yeah, well, well if that, that if would be bad. That would dic- be a bad injury. Dictate on the internet, yeah. Have you ever checked yourself for carpal tunnel, tunnel as much as you type? Don't want to do it. I mean, these bad, in the IR? Boys,
1: these bad boys probably are ty- like Tyree Hillands. They probably go over
0: 100 words per minute. Do you have a Lloyd's of London policy on your hands? What's that mean? In, it's a big insurance company for athletes oh, right, and everything yeah. else. Yeah, I do. Performers. Uh, yeah, I'd my agent get me that. Yeah, it's like a million bucks or something. Like if you break your hand or something, it's, yeah. your, it's your money maker, man.
1: I mean, if if it's a million bucks for a broken hand, then bring on the Patrick Mahomes passes.
0: The money maker. The SP nine one three five seven six seven six ten hashtag Ask Pete. All right. I like this question a lot from the three one six Bank. Ask Pete why Tyreek doesn't <laughs> return punt and kicks in the playoffs. I'm about. <laughs> he scares the hell out of you. Well, he's done punt returns both both full of games. Yeah. And he had a 45 yarder this past week, which Pete never talked about this during the break. Three outcomes if you put him back there. Yeah,
1: I think that they have to think about it more often. And I think even in the regular season, because eventually they're going to kick to him, right? And he's going to do what he does every time he has a punt return, which is threaten to score or at least get a big chunk. Then they'll try to start kicking away to it or away from him. And that's really hard for a punter to do. Like when you're kicking away, let's say you're at the 40, you're trying to get one of those coffin type corner things where, It's within the 20, 10 yard line. That's tough to do. And so I think a lot of times that they'll shank it or you'll get a fair catch. And so you're not really risking injury anyway. This is actually, you know, we always talk about Pete questions on the show. This is my question for Dave Tobe tomorrow. It almost feels like it's too much of an advantage not to be doing regularly because I don't know how many returns he would even be getting because he's that dangerous and so you're not really risking him on offense as much, and then you're starting at like the 30 and 40 every time with Patrick Mahomes. Who, but if he
0: burns you, you gotta. If you're the head coach, you go, what the hell are we doing here? Exactly. It, it's almost like
1: the squib thing. It's like what were you, what were you thinking? I mean, it's
0: a lose your job type of move kicking to him.
1: So yeah, I I'm going to ask uh, slash suggest that Tyreek returns punts tomorrow. So
0: a peak question to Dave Tobe tomorrow on. I'll put it in a friendly way. Because I like it when he's back there because I know people are saying, well, don't get him hurt or whatever. Well, chance, there's, there's two outcomes in my mind. One, they're going to they're gonna shank the hell out of it because they're afraid to kick it to him. Mm-hmm. And the Chiefs are going to have a good field position. Two, he's going to take it to the house or make a run to the house with it.
1: You see this next question? Do you guys know how to use an air fryer? I'm the air fryer king. Pink I make salmon. air
0: fryer. I do not I know chicken. how to use one.
1: You, it's so easy, Jay. you got to get one of these things. It, they, you can get these chicken nuggets, these Tyson chicken nuggets, in the freezer. You throw them in the air fryer; they're like almost better than McDonald's. Then you could, uh, and they're probably healthier. They're they're de- not probably; they're definitely healthier for you.
0: Um, I like French fries on the air fryer. Well, you can do that too. From the seven eight five, ask Pete, Why is everyone comparing? Well, no, not that one. I'm, we're we get so many coming in. How come you harass me? And you did run the show more than anybody else on six ten. <laughs> I think I do my fair share of teasing you as well. We, yeah, we go back and forth a little bit. And, and you're uh, out of the uh,
1: our little fantasy deal, right? I I did not do good in that that tournament, and I I feel terribly about it. I thought I had a great squad, and uh, I got embarrassed though. So. And yeah, Ron, I got to give it to as well. So um, you know, when these guys dish it to me, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit, slice them back with some some flavor. Are you still in that tournament? Who you got?
0: I'm still in there. I got a touchdown from A.G. Brown. You got Debo. I already had one from Debo, and I still got Debo, Mr. Secret Weapons, Swiss Army. Yeah, you better knife.
1: hope he goes off in this game. I don't
0: know. The, they, they beat the Rams twice this year. They kind of get their number, Pete. Beat beating
1: the team three times is tough. How many times can a team beat another team three times? You know that's the thing. I
0: mean, did you expect them to be where they're at? <laughs> I mean, listen, everybody in the world was complaining about the 7-2 matchups. Yeah. Well, here's a 6-seed that very easily could have been a 7-seed. In the in the NFC title game,
1: Field Yates just tweeted out that the hospital in Buffalo is over 250k now. We'll be writing an article about that tomorrow. So.
0: Are you going to write an article about that? Send the 13 bucks. bucks. Let's do it, Pete. Maybe we, we'll send uh, a couple. Let's make a donation from Pete and Jay. All right. Let's make it Arrowhead Pride Radio. Go get you an air fryer and a pizza cutter for God's sakes. I get an air fryer, but you got to show me how to do it. <laughs> Peanut butter sandwiches, frozen pizzas. You know, I'm
1: not coming up north. You got to bring it in here.
0: No, you're coming up north. Okay, fine. I want want hands on experience. Okay, easy. Regardless, thanks to Ron Kopp, ArrowheadPride.com's lead analyst. Thanks to Pete Swinney, editor in chief, Arrowhead Pride. Thanks to the Kansas Lottery. Thanks to Chris Sinocero, and thanks to everybody listening. Pete's going to podcast this as well, be on 610 Sports Radio as well. Let me ask you one question, Pete. Yeah. What's next?
1: Uh, you know what's next. It's bank at night, baby. Stick around. Bang energy drinks and Let's go! football and fun. Let's go. Bank at night next.